It's time to run the pass. Today's guest on Run the Pass is Kevin Trung. He's Oklahoma native, went to Chicago, worked in some great restaurants, uh, moved to Austin. He and I got to work together and open up the Fairmont Austin Hotel. Then during the pandemic, he had a, a, an idea that he wanted to open up a food truck with his wife, Rosie, and they opened up a Phil and Viet food truck, which serves Filipino and Vietnamese-inspired food. We're going to get into all of that, plus why you should start a food truck versus a brick and mortar if capital is an issue, and also get into some of the differences between uh, making menu decisions in a restaurant versus a smaller space. So without further ado, Kevin Trong, welcome to the show. Kevin, so I was just on Eater today, and I saw that you were listed on Eater's 14 exciting Austin restaurants to check out right now. And I was scrolling on there today, and I was like, boom, there you are, Kevin. Uh, that's that's pretty awesome that you got listed. Yeah, we've been very fortunate and very blessed uh, to be mentioned on a couple lists. Uh, Eater has been very kind to us. We, we're uh, in the May and June issue of Edible Austin. And Resi also wrote a little blurb about us too. So getting some local publicity out there that definitely helps. And, you know, we're really, really fortunate about it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'll tell you what, the first thing I did when I saw that is I sent it to, to all, all our chefs that we know um, and said, hey, look, shout out to Kevin. Uh, it's really cool to see that. So uh, I, was, I was super happy and proud when I saw that. Uh, happy for you and proud to see all the success that you're getting from, from the food truck. But uh, uh, let, let's get into it. So, Kevin. Big question on my mind, on the audience's mind, is why a food truck over a brick and mortar? So a food truck is very low overhead. So, you know, it makes more sense to when you're starting a business or being an entrepreneur to get into a food truck. It allows you to start creating food and serving it to guests. Whereas a brick and mortar, you need pretty deep pockets to get it started. So food truck kind of made sense for us when, when it came to at least creating the food and getting the public to taste it. So to start in a shipping container, it's it's really modern and clean. So it has a very unique look. And that was kind of the style that I was going for. I just wanted to really stand out or, uh, from the crowd. And a shipping mm-hmm. container is also, it's very modular. So it's it just fits really well into building a kitchen inside of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's structurally sound. And so you don't really have to worry about the foundation. Uh, if you're using a shipping container as well. So how'd, how'd you land on the concept? Because this concept right now is, it's really, I, yeah, I hate to use the word fusion, but that, that's really what it is. It's its two different uh, culture meet together, correct? Yeah. So I landed on the concept because I'm Vietnamese and my wife is Filipino. And so we got to cooking a lot together and I was learning about her cuisine and she was learning about my cuisine. And there was a lot of similarities. And if you think over the word fusion too, Vietnamese food already has an influence of the French. And then mm. Filipino food already has the influence from the Spanish. And mm. so what's to really say that anything is really like fusion? So we, we decided to marriage both cuisines together. That way we can showcase both cuisines in a really fun way and in a different light. And Filipino food is also kind of, I would say, a little underrated. And Vietnamese food is more well-known. So we want mm-hmm. to also kind of pair something that's familiar with something that's unfamiliar to try to get more people excited about a different style of food. Filipino food really is underrated. Like I'm trying to think of, at least here in the States, 
you know, prominent Filipino uh, chef that maybe is doing that style of food, not a prominent Filipino chef per se, but one that's doing Filipino food. And, you know, there, there's not many that come to mind. So I think it's really interesting. You know, we go through cycles of culinary food trends where, you know, it's Italian, then it's French, and then, you know, maybe it's Mexican for a while or Southeast Asian. But I feel like Filipino food in the United States hasn't truly had its moment yet. And it's still, uh, it's still almost an untapped market. Filipino food, if you think about it in the States, I think you, you tend to look toward the West Coast. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where probably predominantly where the food is best represented. And in Austin, you don't really have many of those type of restaurants. And as Austin kind of is, you get all these California transplants coming into Texas constantly, and they know what Filipino food is, and they can't find mm-hmm. it. So it's also kind of a good way to kind of strike the iron while it's really hot as well. Yeah, so opening a food truck now, you've, you've been open for a little bit. What were some of the challenges that you didn't expect that, uh, that you faced once you opened up the food truck? Definitely opening during the pandemic is quite tough. Just working with the city of Austin during the pandemic is it's just hard to get anything really through because they're, they're, everything was by appointment only and they, they're trying to do everything. They're just kind of slow rolling everything. So it took, took a while to get everything uh, running. And some of the other challenges too is like when that winter uh, storm hit here in Austin, it slowed everything down. So like we, we got hit with the delay to, to opening up our food truck. We had delay about two weeks. Did the winter storm affect you like uh, structurally by any chance? Structurally, luckily, no, but it, it definitely like slowed down our builder and he wasn't able to work. And so we had to delay our, our opening about two weeks. And so with like challenges like that, you just have to be really flexible and really uh, willing to adapt. We were supposed to be in a permanent location with a, at a food garden and we're still not there yet. We're, we're in a, an abandoned gas station right now trying to get our food out. You know, the truck was already finished. So, you know, we're going to, once that park is open, we're going to have to actually move the trailer over there. So, you know, just being very adaptable and flexible and, you know, just being like a Swiss army knife. So if something comes towards you, you just pivot and go the other direction. Got it. Now, just out of curiosity, do you have any more flexibility within a food truck? You know, I know you've been in restaurants for a long time, uh, going from a restaurant to a food truck, uh, when you're creating menus, how, how different is it from, you know, uh, you know, restaurant chefs that are in a brick and mortar place? Quite difficult. Like you have to think about your space very wisely. So we have a 20 foot cargo container, which is quite big on the side of food trucks. Um, mm-hmm. If you were to have like a 12 foot container, you would have limited space, cooking space, refrigerator space. So when you write a menu, you really have to think of, your whole operation as a whole. You can't just Mm -hmm. say like, I'm going to have all these things I'm going to do fresh. And, you know, you have to look like I have this amount of freezer space. I have to utilize it to the maximum capacity. I have this fridge space. I have to use it to the maximum capacity. Mm -hmm. You have certain storage limitation capacity. So our truck is packed to the brim. And so when it comes to like storing even like takeout boxes, I have to rent a storage unit and put takeout boxes in there. And every time I need to get takeout boxes, I have to go to the storage unit and get and pull more just because the truck just can't hold that stuff. I have to use that space for actual food items, which is more important to me. Well, I guess that's something a lot of people don't consider, especially if you've been working in a restaurant or, or a hotel and you have access to uh, walk-in refrigerators and freezers and dry storage yeah. and, and this, that, and the other, and all yeah. of a sudden you're in a, 
you're in, a, you're in a food truck and all of a sudden it's, you know, what the space that you have, every inch of real estate is very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're designing a menu, how are you designing the menu? Are you designing it based on, you know, how much cooking space you got? Do you take into consideration, okay, I can only use this much refrigeration space. So I need to drive my revenue. So this refrigeration has to go to beef or chicken instead of, you know, vegetables or something like that, that maybe doesn't bring as much uh, profit in. Well, I think with that, I think you have to have a small enough menu that that you can execute properly on a food truck. So having a big menu on a food truck, just like in a restaurant, just bogs down. Like it just takes up too much meat and cloth, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so you you then run into having to utilize too many different ingredients. So it's really important that you also use ingredients or in multiple dishes so you can stretch the amount of space that you actually have on your food truck. So that's really important. You know, I, I've been very fortunate um, that the menu that I wrote prior to opening the food truck, I, once we've opened it, I was able to stick with it. A lot of times mm -hmm. people write a menu and they open the food truck and like this dish doesn't work completely. It's just inefficient or no, it doesn't sell. And so you have to then rewrite the menu. So I've been lucky that we were able to find some efficiencies and some processes in our, in our cooking techniques that we were able mm -hmm. to stick with the current menu. So I haven't had to rewrite the menu. We've only been open for just a little over a month. And I think this is a menu that we can execute for a good amount of time down the road until we feel like we need a refresher. And I'm assuming, you know, you want to have the same items. So that way guests that get familiar with the truck, they come back because they want a particular dish. You know, they're craving it. They're bringing their friends back or they're coming back looking for a specific something. Yeah. And we, we have the truck too. Also, we run a weekly feature that we, we post on our Instagram. And that allows uh, return guests to come and get something new that's not on the current menu. So that way they feel like they can have something different. Uh, and mm -hmm. it's a uh, creative output too for me to be able to make something new and have fun with it rather than just cooking the same dishes over and over. So, and it allows me to learn new techniques and channel, channel all that energy towards something, which is mm -hmm. really fun. And with social media as it is, it's, super powerful. Uh, so we only promote it on social media mm -hmm. and guests come and they're like, I saw this on social media and I, I want to get it. It looks delicious. And so we've been very fortunate too that um, with the power of social media that we were able to, to get more people to come and recognize and taste our food. You know, I, I, I'm thinking about this because I go to a lot of food trucks and often I, I see the sold out sign or you know, very specific hours that seem to change day to day. And, and you know, now, now that you're talking a little bit about the space, how much does that come into a play of, you know, you're only buying food for the day? Or I mean, how, how do you guys work that out? So I'm buying food basically every single day. So every morning I write my grocery list. And what the way the food truck works is like, because you again, you have such tight constraints. We do grocery runs every day and we don't have the luxury in, in restaurants to get big cases of pallets of food because we just don't mm -hmm. have anywhere to store it. So we have to buy the quantity that we can process. It's about two days, like two day uh, turnaround. So we try to make sure that we have enough prep for two days. And I guess I'll just let you into a little industry, industry secret for food trucks is that though it says it's sold out, it's probably not sold out. They're just leaving a little bit in the tank. So that way they have something to open for tomorrow. Because if they completely sell out, which we did on our first day, you're closed for the next day because there's no way you can prep everything back up and, and be ready mm. to go. So 
I would say 75% of the food that they have. Kevin, there's going to be, be a lot of food truck chefs pissed yeah. off at you right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the reality of it. I mean, you know, as restaurants are, things take time to, to marinate, to cook. You know, it needs to cool, yeah. rest, and you then you got to process. So there's nothing, you know, with food, nothing is actually can be done, like, right away on the instance, unless it's, like, vegetable work and stuff like that. So... You know, they always leave a little bit into the tank. And so that's what we do, too. We, we leave a little bit in the tank so that we have something to start the next day. And, you know, we're still able to serve guests and make sure the food is at the best quality. Next time I'm at a food truck and they're out, I'm going to say, Kevin says, not the case. <laughs> you're, saving, you're sandbagging. Give me some food. Um, so, you know, thinking about that, you know, when we think about, you know, a lot of restaurants run on slim margins, you know, uh, 5 to 10% usually. Do food trucks run on different profit margins or are they roughly the same? They're roughly the same. We're fortunate with our food truck that we don't have employees. So it's just me and my wife. And mm -hmm. Not to say that every other food truck doesn't run with employees, but you have to run with minimal employees. We, we do have help that comes and, uh, and help on the weekends and they're mm -hmm. just there for service. So we prep everything. They come in, they just, they're just there for service during the busy rush. Once the mm -hmm. service is over, they go home for the day. And that's how we keep like uh, overhead low because you don't want that person having to be there unnecessarily because food margins are just so tight. And so, I mean, margins on a food truck is still around 10%, but to be able to make mm -hmm. that money, the labor that we would normally have to staff like a restaurant with like mm -hmm. post service team, a dishwasher, we cut all that out. We're washing the dishes. We're at the, we're at the POS system taking the orders. We're prepping, mm. we're cooking everything. Yeah. So I guess there's, uh, I guess there's things that you consider that, uh, you know, a restaurant would have, like you said, you have the hostess, you have the service team, you have the stewarding team, uh, but in the food truck, you don't. So there is some savings there, but you're saying that because usually the food's probably not being sold at the same price. So your profit margin is just a little less, or are there some other hidden costs that, that we didn't cover? Is it, mo is it mostly just your food costs that you're, you're covering and uh, uh, your salary and then uh, location? Well, you also gotta, you also have to account for a cooking fuel. So, you mm. know, we have to buy tanks of propane, um, which is uh, another part of the, the cost. Not to say that you don't have that in a restaurant, but I guess it's just more prevalent when they're changing out tanks and you're, you're paying for it on the spot. You know, you also have to, with food trucks, you have to haul your gray water. So when you wash your, your dishes and stuff like that, it creates gray water and you have to have somebody come every other day to pump that gray water and it's $25 every time they take that gray water away. Mm. And that can also add up in costs as well. So, but, you know, I think still overall, the operating overhead is still much lower than a food truck. And that's how you're able to kind of keep the prices a little bit low because, and, and pass that on to the guests so that way they, they don't have to pay restaurant prices. So food truck prices are just a little bit lower. Let's talk about the food just for a second. So some of the dishes, um, obviously, you know, we talked about kind of the fusion cuisine here of, uh, you know, the Filipino food, the Vietnamese food. Are there any specific dishes that are passion projects for you that you've been working on for a bit or, or tell a unique story about uh, you or Rosie? I'm really in love with uh, our, I guess our, most popular dish, which is the Sig Sig Bun Mei. So mm -hmm. Sig Sig, for those that don't know, is it's like pork face that's uh, sizzled and it's usually eaten on a sizzle plate with a cracked egg and you usually have it as like a bar snack. I really love it because it takes a lot of effort to make 
and it's just a delicious dish. So we have to take, uh, we take pork belly and we take pig's ears and we boil it for three hours to make it tender. Then we grill it over a charcoal grill to kind of get that flavor of smoke and, and char. And then we hand chop all the, the pork belly and the pig's ears. And then when we cook it on the flat top, we sizzle it up. So it's just a long steps of process to, to make that dish. But I don't know, something along the way when you're like hand chopping the, the six egg and you're grilling it, it's just something that's just like, it brings me back to, I've only been to the Philippines once, but it brings me back to the Philippines and having that dish like uh, in the streets and it's just, it's just really nice. And so that's something that I'm really happy about, you know, and I'm just really happy to be able to, to showcase some of my heritage. Cause I guess as a chef that's been working in the industry for a while, you kind of work at restaurants and you just kind of, you're within either the concept of the restaurant and you don't really have a chance to showcase some of your heritage. And so this is something that's kind of, a passion project for me and her we get to showcase a little bit of our heritage so is the ultimate goal then you know once the food truck has a following it's successful is the ultimate goal uh in your business model to expand to more food trucks or to take the food truck and make it into a brick and mortar i think it's to take the food truck and go into a brick and mortar i think as much as fun as it is to be in a food truck i think um there is a lot of limitations when it comes to the creativity which is always good because it's challenges that force you to be creative. Um, but in a, in a brick and mortar, I think you were able to just do a little bit more with the food and get to play a little bit, uh, a little bit more with the mm -hmm. way it looks and the more of the techniques that you can actually involve with it. Um, so I think uh, with our goal is to eventually get into a brick and mortar. So I, I know before you started the food truck, you were kind of doing a delivery service. Is that correct? And just tell people how that worked out and what you were doing? Yeah, so during the pandemic, um, we, I, I was just playing with the concept of the idea. And before we wanted to invest into the food truck, we wanted to see how, you know, the public would, would take to the food. So we started it from home base. And so we just, uh, we developed the menu. We costed everything out just like you would for a restaurant. And we, we put it just strictly on social media, on Facebook, and try to get customers to just kind of order from us. And we would do meetups. So I would be just be taking orders all week long. Um, and then I would just put it in a Google Sheet doc and carry it around with me with these people's order. And then on Saturday, I would cook all the dishes, put everybody's orders together into bags and like drive to like HEVs and meet up with people and just drop off their food. And soon after that, we, we opened into delivery because uh, I really wanted people to just taste the food. And I figured if people taste the food, they would understand what we were doing. So then I would then hand deliver food to uh, people in, as far as Round Rock. I was just desperate for people to try the food and like get a hold of it. So, um, you know, that's something that we saw a lot of success with. And that gave us the confidence to then finance and open up the food truck and make that a reality. So if someone wanted to open up their own food truck and they wanted to get a start, what would be the advice that you would give them? Say, take these steps, learn from my mistakes. This is the, this is the way to go. What would you advise someone? Well, for sure have a business plan. Like you 100% need a business plan completely mapped out because we wrote a business plan and we kept referring back to it to make sure that we were on track and that we were hitting the right numbers. And even then we went a little bit over budget. Um, so a solid business plan definitely helps. 
have some patience uh, and be very, very flexible. Things don't always happen right away. And when you're working with other people who are, uh, you know, building your food truck or assisting you in getting things done, they also have other projects. And so always give yourself a little bit of lead time. And, you know, maybe a smart thing would be to say that my deadline is two weeks sooner than what it actually is. That way they're on pace and on track. And so that way, if they do, doesn't meet that deadline, you're actually not that far behind. Um, and, you know, talk to people like we, we talked to food truck people and said like, Hey, where do you get your insurance from? Do you use like a bookkeeper or an accountant? And so talk to people, you know, don't be shy, reach out to people and talk to them. They'll definitely help and steer you to the right direction and assist you in, in finding proper avenues that assist you in getting your business up and running. And, you know, just do your research, lots and lots of research, watch YouTube videos, read books, read internet articles until you uh, feel like you have a good understanding of it and then start putting the money down for it. So quick question, without saying yours, what are some of your favorite food trucks in, in Austin? Without You can't say yours. What are some of your other favorites? Okay, so one of my favorite food trucks, and it's not going to be on Eater's List or anything like that. My friend, Norberto, you know Norberto Chef, he gave me the DL on a food truck called Michoacanas. It's on uh, First Street, South First Street, in like a little tire parking lot, and they do the best tacos. And Everybody does tacos in town, and I've had a lot of tacos, but these tacos are so good. The salsas are so good, and the onions, like, they're, like, perfectly caramelized. And so, I don't know. It's just something about that place that does stellar food. Um, and so, that's probably my number one. And then outside of that, I would say uh, Didi's uh, Thai food. They do northern-style Thai food. That's probably one of my favorites. And um, Doughboys, uh, they're in Arbor mm -hmm. Park. Uh, they do uh, wood-fired pizzas out of a food trucks, and which is really cool and unique. That's, those are probably my top three for sure. Got it. Uh, I, I would say, I obviously, I love tacos as well. Troncas, which is off of uh, uh, Cesar Chavez, I think. Uh, that's, that's, my, that, that's where I go often. But, uh, I mean, tacos and food trucks seem to go hand in hand. Um, yeah. Hopefully soon, you know, uh, Filipino-Vietnamese food is synonymous with food trucks too. Here's hoping. One other question that I have, you know, kind of before we, we wrap things up is if people want to learn more about you and what you do and they want to follow your story and the food truck, how can people uh, learn more about what you and your and, and Rosie are doing? So if you follow us at uh, Phil and Vit, uh, on Instagram, so that's F-I-L underscore N underscore V-I-E-T. Um, you can kind of see what we're, what we're working on. You can see our weekly specials on there and you can interact with us. You can DM us and have conversations with us. Uh, we always love talking to our customers and um, getting to know them. And, you know, you really get to see what's kind of the life like inside of a food truck. Awesome. Well, Kevin, it's really good to see you. Congratulations on all the success. Say hi to Rosie. I need Thank to come you. visit you. Like I said, I want a standing order uh, <laughs> every week. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk soon. And congratulations on all the success. Thank you. Thank you, Chef. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. <laughs>